Welcome back to the Win Big Podcast. This is Tyler here with Stephen and Zane. Thank you for your continued support and listen. Bringing to you another week of Thursday Thoughts. What's going on, fellas? Oh, another day, another dollar. That's it. What's happening, my man? Man, living the dream every day, I guess, if that's what you call it. Well, that's what they is. say. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Heck yeah. I figured what would be a better way to start this off than to say I think I, uh, I, think I called it on little Luca there, Tyler. <laughs> He may be coming back. It's one to one. I can I can live with that. Even if they go down two to one, I can live with that because you're still within striking distance. We'll see. Yeah. Here, here's my deal. I want him to come back, and here's why. I'm not trying to throw shade at the Mavs. They won game two. It's tied one one. Here's my deal. You won by six. Brunson goes off for forty one. You dropped like twenty something threes, and you only had three turnovers. Yeah. Odds are. You're not doing that again. And now, could the Jazz play terrible? Yeah, they could. But I just don't – you had to play really good to get that by six. Mm-hmm. That's not, so, if he if he's going to come back, now's the time. Um, or after they go down two to one or up two one. Now, if you go up two one, maybe he sits out again. I don't know. I think he yeah. comes back. Huh? I think he comes back. <clears throat> it's kind of hard to say that he's not going to play. He was in there shooting around today, man. Looked good. I saw him warming up a little bit, just kind of, you know, shooting the ball around. He looks good, dude. I think he's going to be okay. I mean, even in even in limited minutes, that guy's better than most. Lethal. <laughs> he know? can he can be lethal, man. You know, like he's could, he's so well rounded. Was it? What's like the song says? F around and get a triple double. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. he can. Yeah, you know, real quick. He he's got so much talent, man. He can shoot the ball when he's on, and when he's on, he's dangerous. Um, defensively, he's pretty pretty consistent. I wouldn't say he's the best defensive player in basketball, but you know what what superstar really is, right? I, I don't so, I don't know if anybody plays defense in the NBA. So well, we just not do anymore. what like JJ Redick used to do and just run around the three point arc, yeah. not even play defense and no. just catch it, shoot it, mm-hmm. you know, just snowbird it down to the end and drop a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's why man. they said earlier. I was listening to some people earlier. And the Mavs have been out rebounded like horribly like atrocious how bad the jazz have out rebounded them but they said if they're trying not to give up fast break points so like they're jacking the ball up and headed to the other end and they're not even down there trying to get a rebound but the mavs went with a small lineup and made gobert go out there to the three-point line and guard somebody and he's not very good out there of course because he's a big man so we'll see i think jason kidd i think he's pretty good I think he does a good job coaching. I think he's been – I mean, he did – I'm not a humongous basketball fan, but I think he does He does pretty good with the X's and O's. That's what they were talking about this morning was, uh, you know, I guess uh, – go. Or, I'm sorry, Jalen Brunson. They were talking about what the Mavs need to do to keep him because I guess after this season, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they were basically just saying that um, – let him, you know, let him test the waters, but whatever he's offered, we need to match it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they, they said, like, he really likes it here, and, and he really wants to stay here, so I think that's going to help out. And if he can be a bona fide, I don't know if he's a bona fide number two guy, mm. but, I mean, he showed it the other night, and that's all it takes. Just show it when well, you have to. I put it like this, though. Look at what the Mavs did with Jason Terry when they brought in the rest of that crew. Mm-hmm. Jason Terry was sixth man of the year. I mean, came off the bench and was lethal. Yeah, and you, you got to sometimes you got you need that guy, that's like the bench, 
spark, right? That comes into a game and just changes it, takes it over. And that's what Jason Terry did when they went on that championship run. And, and really, yeah, you, in, you have in to have six, a spark plug. And, yeah. You know, on, and basketball's big, but, um, you know, there, there's, that's also in the same, in the same way when baseball gets to the playoffs, that's why they go get some of them veterans to pitch hit, like give mm-hmm. them a spark off the bench. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. in basketball, you know, you have to, you know, some, I know people all the time are like, oh, why isn't he starting? Well, because he does his job off the bench. Yeah. It's like football. We talk about Pollard and Zeke all the time. Yeah. Pollard's a spark plug. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And you have to have those guys. Yeah, you kind of need them. I, I just I just feel like, man, if they build a if they build a roster, which they're doing around Luka right now, and they do something great, it would be hard for me to sit here and think that he's not going to play uh, Thursday night. And to sit here and think that the Mavericks are not going for a run. Yeah. I mean, you, no, you don't, I believe you don't me. I hope they I hope they go on a run. I hope he comes back healthy um, and he's ready to go. I mean, I do. I just sometimes like to play devil's advocate. Yeah, well, that's fine. But here's the deal, too. Oh, Pelicans clip the Suns, mm-hmm. so that's a 1-1. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the Suns will end up winning that series. Don't get me the wrong. The Suns will walk them. But walk, walk them in six, I think. You, they'll, they'll give up another one, but I think they walk them But you let that six. go along a little bit, and you can go ahead and end this with Utah and get you a little break and get him a little healthy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think they need to run it. I think they need to – you've got to go in Thursday. I think you need to win Thursday. You're going – you're away, right? So you're, you're playing on the road. I think you need to steal the first one just to set the tone. So, if he's going to come back, I think this is the game he comes back. And if he doesn't look that good, then, hey, if you somehow steal a win, I think you bench him again. You know, give him that rest. Let him get where he needs to be, and, and we'll see what happens. But if you go up 2-1 to one and you decide that you want to rest him again just to get him a little bit more healthy, I think that's fine. Because if you go 2-2, two to two, I mean, realistically, you still got a really high chance of winning that, that series. Mm-hmm. Here's another question. Mm-hmm. When if he plays game three mm-hmm. or game four, whatever, whenever he comes back, does he start or do they bring him off the bench? I'm I assuming he's going to start, but do you bring him off the bench and just try to kind of ease him in? No, I think you start him. Just throwing the dogs right yeah. out of the gate. It look, he's he's he. And they, like if he doesn't look good, then you can go ahead and take him out. I guess they already put it out there that the, there's you know he's looking to start. So like, look, he, you you can't. I mean. That would be like Dirk coming back from an injury back in his day, and he says, hey, I'm ready to go, and you bring him off the bench. It just doesn't happen. You may start him for the first few minutes and then take him right back off, Yeah, and that's fine. But just for the pure views, you know, when you're thinking about TV ratings, all that stuff, you, you got to put him out there. I mean, it's you got to have him on the floor right from the tip-off. And what, what I like and what I think is in the Mavs' favor is now – Utah, yeah, there's a few days off before game three, but Utah is having to come up with a game plan for if he plays mm-hmm. or if he and doesn't. if he doesn't. Yeah, and now that's taken away from one or the other. They're having to they're having a double game plan because they you just got beat. Yeah, and they just knocked down about a zillion threes and and beat you. So now you're definitely have to come up with game plan with that. But then you're like, okay, what are we gonna do if he if plays? So comes, yeah, I think that plays in the mass favor for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to game plan for one full standard roster than yeah. it is to try and cover two, which I think mm-hmm. is huge for huge for Dallas. That and just Luca alone, just having he's a just game, dangerous man. Just having a game plan for that guy. He's just dangerous. I mean, from anywhere. I mean, he can dude. He's not a, afraid to, you know, <laughs> be, be ten feet 
20 feet away from the arc and pull up and go. You like, know what I mean? I'd like, like to know what the game plan is or something. People, okay, he's going to drop 40. Mm-hmm. Just go guard the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I was talking Can to you? a, a, kind of along the same lines, and I don't mean to change subject, but, you know, like you kind of have to think that they they think that way. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, our game plan is like, let's, you know, if Luca plays, let's just isolate him. And then if Jalen Brunson scores 50, he scores 50. Mm-hmm. But we can't have him score 50 and Luca score 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, I was talking to a guy who's actually an ex-big league pitcher. And he goes, he goes, it's nothing for, you know, one of those, you know, veteran hitters to go up there their first at bat and wasting at bat. Mm-hmm. Off a, you know, just to see, just to see some pitches. They'll, they'll, they'll forego like a first at bat. They'll go up there and, you know, try to work you know just try to work a little bit see yeah. see how many pitches they can see that way they're pl- they're planning for that second third at bat mm-hmm. when they face them again they're not not necessarily like throwing in the towel but you know also just really trying to work a count instead of going up there and sure. doing what i do and swing at the negative first pitch <laughs> you know something like that but what's he got i guess a fastball yeah <laughs> whatever that was whatever whatever he threw me is what i swung at so yeah mm-hmm. and, and uh, you're right i think that does happen in the game uh, it goes back to whether it's baseball or football does the same thing, right? Like they're going to game plan. And if this guy's not going to beat me, if everybody else beats me, we'll take that L. Well, it's kind of like you know, when we talk yeah. about, when we talk about the Cowboys, you know, you know, they have game plans like that. Yeah. Like we're, we are going to run the football. Mm-hmm. We are going to run the football. And yeah, you know, he, we might give it to him 35 times and he might only get 125 yards. But that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing. For today. sure, a lot, <laughs> you know, a lot of the game though, you know, especially a basketball man, is you you got to make them play your game. I mean, you you got to set the you got to set the tempo, you got to set where you want to be. Um, you know, if you get behind the eight ball early, you start having to be very reactive uh, to what's going on around you, and I think that's what throws a lot of you know that's what separates really really good teams and okay teams is how can you pull your game plan right back into the game? And how do you play smart, um, consistent team ball to get you right back in it? Yeah. And Utah likes to – they like to run and gun. Yeah, they do. And that's why the Mavs are giving up mm-hmm. so many rebounds is because they're shooting and getting back. They're trying to keep from the fast break points. That's their game plan. Mm-hmm. So be it. Who cares if they get 60 rebounds? Yeah. Make a shot and they can't get a rebound. Yeah. You know? They're yeah. Like they go to the Cowboys' first game of the year this past year against the Buccaneers. They had no intention of running the football. No. It was just throw it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so as long as you have a game plan and you stick to that plan, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. And if, if if someone beats you, they beat you. Um, but odds are, if you, uh, you know, keep everybody else at bay, you're going to have a chance. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to see them go up 2-1, you know, and then uh, with Lucas starting. And then I, I, I wouldn't be opposed you know, letting him letting him rest. You know, or even split his time drastically that next game, just to make sure. Because, like, dude, when if you if you're really thinking about a run here, I'm all for starting him if he wants to start. But be very strategic on how much time you give him on the floor to bring him back. Yeah. Um, because the next series is going to be brutal. Mm-hmm. If you make it through Utah, you anticipate you're going to see Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's that's your anticipation. So well, then I think that's the that's the whole deal on the West. I mean, everything goes through. Phoenix, of course, you have um, 
the Grizzlies are good and yep. and the Warriors are good. Yep. And then the Mavs are right there. So like I mean, more than likely it's going through Phoenix, but who the heck knows? Yeah. We'll see. I guess what time will tell, man. I I I'm excited for it. Just for the fact that anytime you get Luke on the court, man, it's gonna draw eyes to it. And you know, basketball doesn't get a huge ton of, you know, T V coverage anyway. Um, you know, TNT, they don't draw baby. a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> they don't draw a crowd like football does, man. It's just, it's not, it, no. you're, you're, you know, it's apples to oranges, but, um, you're definitely going to get a hell of a lot more people tuning in when he's on the court than when he's not. Oh, for sure. You know, even ticket sales, right? I mean, yes, playoff basketball, but you know, people want to see him play, man. So, so here's my other, where's the balance there? Here's my other thought. I should not thought about this. They're playing in Utah. Does the thin air take anything into consideration? The altitude. I don't think so. I don't know. I was just curious. I don't know. He's been off a few days. I know. I know they say that can get tricky on him. It does in football, but it's Mm -hmm. outside. I don't know. I don't know. Because I know they like. There's a lot of times when they make those trips to Denver Mm -hmm. or Utah. Like sometimes those guys will sit because it does take a toll on them. Tyler, how many times have I told you I'm not a scientist? Well, well you know. yeah, <laughs> I most certainly am not one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I, I, you, have a, you have a good point, but I, I just don't know the answer to it. So I'm going to try to deflect this question. Yeah. And the Celtics, <laughs> Celtics are up 2-0 on the Nets. Yeah. I expected that. Yeah, but you know what? I thought the Nets even coming in at the seven seed, KD and Kyrie get I hot, but it don't look like they're going to get hot. They ain't got hot all year, so apparently it's not going to happen. Well, don't rule them out, though, man. They They got... They have that surprise factor, right? So you can't sleep. You can't sleep on them. KD still KD. Yeah, you can't sleep on them. They're both gonna have to go drop fifty. Well, they're gonna. They're gonna gonna have to drop fifty grand for what he did. (laughs) Maybe. Mm. Uh, Yeah, you don't hear about it. No. Uh, He he flipped flipped the bird a couple times for the fans in Boston. Oh, that's cool. A couple hefty fifty grand fines. That's awesome. It's yep. expensive finger. Fifty grand a bird. Nothing to do. <laughs> he probably has fifty grand on his finger after the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh man, that's crazy. Insane, man. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for so it we though. Go Mavs and six. Is that what you're going? I got Mavs and six for sure. Yeah. I mean, if 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 they can pull out that kind of win, that is smart team uh, basketball. Don't turn the ball over. When you're plus, turnovers. that's what I'm saying, dude. You can't turn the ball over. Not when you, not when you're without your star, and teams without a star that can go on and win. And we talked about this, you know, on the previous couple of podcasts. But like, when you lose a star and you have your backup step in to play, and they can pull out a win, good well, enough. It, for it me. makes them grow too. Good enough. You know, for it, me. that's good for them that hey, I can. If Luca does come back and he's off shooting, somebody else can carry the load because mm-hmm. just having him out there naturally, they're going to guard him. Have to. I think that's how basketball works. Yeah, when they when they outperform the expectation, that's when you know that they're making change. Like something's happening. You're mm-hmm. seeing something. You're feeling something. And uh, that's what it's going to take, man. It's going to take them to do that because Luca Luca's going to get hurt. He plays a bunch of minutes. He balls out all the time. He's not afraid to play when he's hurt either, which is can be to his detriment at times, but. Yeah, if if you got a team around you that's willing to pull you up, man, sometimes you need that that big win. And I think he's that literally, last win he's was literally the one. a grown man, though. Oh, that's for sure, a big old dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's big. Who, yeah. Luca? Yeah, he's. I'm sure he has muscles. They're probably hidden <laughs> under that baby fat. 
<laughs> but that's that's a big cat. He's still got a lot of room to grow too, don't he? Uh, he's got to get some muscles. Muscle. I mean, I'm sure he has them, but I'm saying like he'll fill yeah. out. This part of being in the NBA it takes yeah. a little while. A little soft. Yeah. Yeah. A little pound. Yeah. He's a big dude though. He's a big dude. Man. Mm-hmm. Insane. Well, dude, I got to talk about some Formula One, bro. Get it. I got to. I got to chime in on it. So, what race the, weekend. What were the is, results? Oh my God. Well, so first off, I hate having a week where they don't race. I didn't get to enjoy anything this past weekend. So I had to sit here and listen to all these news about... Not even the resurrection of our Savior. Yeah, well. (laughs) Thanks, bro. Way to make me feel about the size of a peanut. We have some jelly beans. We'll just gloss over that. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. We got nothing to celebrate this weekend. We have officially lost uh, 20% of our viewership. And... (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, anyway, I had to listen to a whole bunch of news about how, like, Mercedes are acting like crybabies because they're not winning and blah, 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 and all this stuff and that all these issues with Red Bull's engine, they're going to go away and that they're going to have a an official Red Bull powertrains engine before the end of 2022. Like, look, you've been working on this engine for the whole off season last season. Let's not turn around and say that the engine that you put in these cars are not your engines. Yes, you have your own engineers. It didn't work. You've had two reliability problems. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Mercedes are struggling. They've kind of rode the coattails, you know, of just bad luck from somebody else. Got on the podium a couple times. Um, Lewis, fifth in the Drivers' Championship. George is second. That's Mercedes there. Sergio Perez is fourth. While you have Max at six, and then Ferrari just look unbeatable. I mean, they look unbelievable. And they're going to Italy to race at Imola. This Legendary track this weekend. But it's a different format this weekend, though, because last year they introduced what's called sprint racing. So sprint racing is like they do like a 20-lap, you know, a short, shortened race. Um, so normally you have free practice one, free practice two, free practice three, qualifying for where you're going to start on the race and then race day. So this weekend with the sprint, you're going to have free practice one. You're going to have qualifying for Saturday for the sprint. Then you have practice two, the sprint race. Wherever you finish in the sprint race is where you start on the race day. Oh. So it just throws a little bit of a little bit of a caveat in there. So so how does that? Hold on. Yeah, lots of talk. So we've talked about though how how important the tires are on these qualifying laps. Mm-hmm. How what is that? That has to throw so this you, in a kink. That's the so that's the other thing, right? So what tires do you put on where you can race all out for twenty laps for twenty something laps without like burning the yeah. rubber completely where it's dead at the end of the twenty, right? So uh, or dead before the twenty something laps are up, right? I think they did one in Brazil last year. Now just give people that don't know mm-hmm. how many sets of tires they have for a race. Well, they they and may, qualifying. They may show up with 15, 20 sets, you know, Good between God. all that stuff. So you got to balance out all of that. Uh, how many sets of the soft compound, medium compound, hard compound do you bring with you? Um, so uh, I don't know. They haven't listed like what teams are going to bring what tires yet that I've seen, but you can almost imagine the soft compound is pretty much running about fifteen to twenty something laps. Um, on what I would call a standard run, right, which is fuel management, tire management, whatever, where you, you get off to a hot spot and you just kind of ride in the car where it is until you burn off some of that weight. 
change it and go after it again. But this sprint race throws a whole bunch of kinks in there, especially at Imola. So it's a pretty fast circuit. So it's going to burn through some rubber, man. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So whoever under not understands that, but kind of goes through that process mm-hmm. the right way, will have a better chance on as it race, gets towards on, the end of the major, on the race, day, yeah, or the big so, race, yeah. So you got qualifying on again. So like qualifying's on the twenty second. So that would be Friday. So you got qualifying on the. You got practice and qualifying on Friday. So whatever you qualify on Friday is for the sprint race on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's where you start the sprint race on. And then the second part of that is, where do you go from the sprint race? Wherever you finish there is where you start on race day. So you don't want to go backwards. Yeah. So the last thing that you want is your car to go bad reliability problems kick in like red bull's got to be crapping themselves right now when you think about the fact that they've had reliability issues in every single race this season and you're throwing this in there and then you're throwing a sprint race in there like that's going to hinder you know your reliability going into the race day so there's a lot of different factors here and then every time that they have to pull components and replace them that's coming out of a budget cap that you have to last you the whole year so these things hurt you know, if you've got to replace an engine, you only get an allotment of engines. I think you get uh, four engines, five engines a year. Mm-hmm. So you got to replace those. Yeah. Dude, that's that's taken out of, not only is it taken out of your budget cap to repair and replace, it's taken out of your engine count for yeah. the season on, mm-hmm. a, on the longest season ever in Formula One history at 23 races. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. There's rumors that Hamilton's talking about, like, you know, he could jump ship if Mercedes don't turn around. He's not going anywhere. He's not leaving a team where he's run five, six drivers' championships. Yeah. Right? He's won six drivers' championships. They've won the last eight constructors' championships in a row. Mm-hmm. Off the cuff, straight up. I mean, eight in a row. It's never been done before. Mm-hmm. He's not leaving. No. Like, take all that clickbait crap and take it somewhere else he's not leaving he's gonna find a way to make it work he's gonna work really really hard with his engineers he's got a great you know driver alongside him and george russell who's another british driver who's just absolutely unbelievable um it's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a a hell of a season man and we're only you know we're only four four races in here dude like we're not even we're not even close we're not even close man we're this is this is the fourth race of the year there's so much there's so much growth there's so much aerodynamic development that's going to happen the cars are going to evolve quickly mm-hmm. you know i anticipate by the time they get to canada which will be the ninth race of the year by the time they get there the cars will be faster better more comp- they'll just be a hell of a lot more balanced the teams will come much closer yeah you'll see some battles on on track that we've never seen before ever in formula 1 that's my anticipation by round 9 so we'll see. And when is that? Round nine, Canada is June, June seventeenth. Okay. Not so, a lot of time, but a little no. time. But it's nine races in. It's a lot of development that's going to yeah. happen in between then. So, and of course, Mercedes have always played this. They've always played this like you know, no, we're not quick, we're not this, we're not doing this, we're not doing this, and then all of a sudden, bang, they just show up and just, oh my gosh, like where the heck did they pull this from? And the same, the, the opposite of happened to them this year. You know, they've kind of they played that low ball where they're not where they want to be, and then Ferrari just came out and just blew it up, man. They've just, they're so good. I mean, it's that's the only thing I can hang my hat on is that I said it before the season, Ferrari's going to return to their glory, and they have, and they. 
I didn't think it was going to be this quick. But dang, dude, did they come out of the gate strong? That car is beautiful. That car is beautiful. It's quick. It's reliable. I mean, dude, it's you. What you can't ask for anything better in a race car. You know, it's not like you get to go pull into the pits and change an engine and yeah, you know, go back racing. No, it's it's the car's done. It's done. That's it. You're out. You can't repair it on the side of the track. You know, you fall out. You fall out. And. You know, Red Bull's not reliable. Ferrari look quick. Mercedes is reliable, but not very quick. Um, I mean, McLaren made a big push in Australia two weeks ago. They look better. The crazy two teams for me that I think have made drastic improvement, Alfa Romeo and Haas. American, for only American team in there is Haas. So mm-hmm. Haas Racing, Formula One team. So um, they look good. They look strong. They look stout. Of course, they're using Ferrari engines. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you're using the uh, the team that's winning, you're using their engines. Yeah. It's hey guys, can we good. borrow this for a yeah. second? <laughs> Maybe for 23 races, we'll give it back. <laughs> I mean, it makes you look good, man. You know what I mean? Alfa Romeo also using you know Ferrari engines. So it's 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 just you know Mercedes engines are being used in, of course, Mercedes, McLaren. Um, they're being used in Williams and Aston Martin and Williams and Aston Martin are dead last um and then you got McLaren middle of the road and Mercedes are what I would consider a strong third team right now they're probably battling for fifth and sixth they're not battling for the top two right now so who knows we'll see what happens I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend though throwing the throwing the sprint race in there it gives you a little bit more action for a little bit longer over the weekend Mm because qualifying is pretty short you know it's it's three sessions, small sessions in essence. Uh, this sprint race throws something, just a little bit more action. Ever since the Formula One was bought out by whatever company it was and they broadcasted this thing out, they've got this new app, they've got F1 TV Pro, which just has broadcasted this whole thing across the world. I mean, Formula One in the United States was awful and they've seen exponential growth well, of viewership. You have two races in the U.S. and <clears throat> they never. Yeah, I mean, Austin's been on there for a while. They used to go to uh, Indianapolis, used to race there. But, I mean, dude, it's it's never been big here, and now it's yeah. huge. I mean, it's a it's a spectacle in Austin. I mean, yeah, the, town, the, the race Austin I watched last year with you was the one in Austin, and it was dude. freaking retarded how and many people were there. packed. Yeah. It's packed, man. You can imagine what that one in Miami is going to look yeah. like. And I got, that, I got that F1 app. I've been paying attention to it. But I tell you what, if even – if no one watches the race, you have to tune in for about one second to watch these dudes change tires. Oh, dude. It's it so fast. It is absolutely crazy oh, yeah. how fast <laughs> they do that. Yeah. I think like, the car barely stops. Yeah. They're in. They don't even, you know, cars that, like other races, right? Think about NASCAR. IndyCar, things like that. They've got a chance to pull this car into neutral. These guys pull in. They're just holding the clutch, mm-hmm. and they're on the brake, and the clutch is out and gone. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that fast. How how dude, you just explained that, that's how it's fast literally it that fast. Yeah. Last year, I think 1.9 seconds mm-hmm. was the world record for fastest pit stop. It's up, down, and gone. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's incredible. That's four tires off, four, four new on, tires on. And gone. And out the gate. Yep. Gone. So if you just have five seconds this weekend, mm-hmm. just watch, watch that. Because in five seconds, they will yeah. have already pulled in and be back on the track gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, dude. 
You know, it's, it's, it's a, again, I I keep saying the whole thing. This is the pinnacle of motorsport. There is no better racing drivers in the world. There is no better aerodynamic engineers in the world. There's no better, um, you know, when it comes to pure performance. I mean, these guys are getting these cars to do 220 miles an hour out of a 1.6 liter engine. It's insane. Performance that you see out of cars that we get on the road today come from here. Mm -hmm. Technology that you see in your car comes from here. So this sport is the pinnacle of motorsport. Mm -hmm. Everybody follows it. They want a piece of it. They want a piece of this action. Um, And I just think it's, I think it's, I love the fact that it's growing here in the U.S. Because at one time when I first got here, I couldn't watch it. It wasn't broadcast anywhere. Mm -hmm. Heck, ESPN were like, heck, Formula One, Mm -hmm. what? It wasn't no part Maybe of that. on the Ocho or something. Heck, I used to have to try and catch it. I used to have to try and catch highlights on freaking speed TV, you know? <laughs> I mean, golly, who the hell has speed TV now, you know? I don't know. It's, I don't know. it's crazy, dude. Now ESPN have it, man. It's broadcast, especially when they race in Austin. ABC cover it, which is nice. Um, but it's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the season. I think it's still too young to tell who's going to win. But golly, dude, when you have a 40-point lead going into the fourth you're you're looking i mean this guy's looking really good to get his first championship charles leclerc so we'll see time will tell 20 races left yeah (laughs) i mean it's 20 races a lot there's a lot of points you can accumulate in 20 races so um i'm always going to hang my hat on lewis I'm, i'm a huge fan i think he changed the sport uh lewis to formula one is what tiger is to golf I mean that's yeah the only way I can describe it. I mean there's there's very few people have an impact on their sport like Lewis has had in Formula One, uh, just bringing the media, uh, bringing in the social media side of it, especially uh, his presence on there, his presence on other things around the world. He's big into fashion and all this stuff, so he goes to all those, you know that gala, whatever it is. He goes to all of those, so his face is everywhere, and you know he's, <laughs> celebrities are all over him kind of hard not to not to get people to watch you and listen yeah uh when you when you have that kind of presence around you so we'll see time will tell man i got still got my hat i think the dude i'm telling you right now in italy uh ferrari gonna win <laughs> it i know that's kind of like well, a cheap I said it shot last week i'm gonna say it again mercedes going two three. Oh man i know you're hoping i'm right well they got three they did get on the podium i think they're going so. two three in italy That'd be nice, dude. That'd be a huge upset, especially because like a few years ago, Lewis stood on the podium and said that uh, Mercedes power is better than Ferrari power. <laughs> so I'm assuming In he's going to get booed when he gets there. Uh, he, if he, if let me tell you something, if 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 he gets on the top step, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it uh, it will definitely get some uh, slightly negative responses there in the crowd there for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think oh two three, dang, dude. Now I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Charles Leclerc one. Max two, science three. That's my top three. I think Lewis goes four. George goes five. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm just, I'm just gonna end at five. I think that's how it runs. All right, for sure. I don't think Perez gets in the top five. I think he ends up somewhere around sixth place, something like that. So we'll see. All right, that's my that's my call. There you go. Prediction for the weekend. Put, put in the call. There you go. Uh, speaking of call. Did you hear the announcer for Weatherford and North Central yeah. in that baseball game? Yeah, he was uh, he was a little bit shocked and surprised as to what happened there. 
So let's that set came the stage. Out of nowhere. Yeah, let's set the stage. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it North Central they were playing? I think so. I think they were at Weatherford. Yeah, they were, but yeah. I think they were, they playing. were playing North Central. North Central yeah. Yeah. So North Central's ahead. No, Weatherford's ahead two to one. Mm-hmm. North Central's dude drops a bomb with a runner on, goes up three two. Mm-hmm. Now again, the video we get, he's about halfway around second base, headed to third on his mm-hmm. home run trot. So. Was something said or done before that? I don't know. We'll have to find out later. Yeah. But then he as this guy hangs a left at third, mm-hmm. this pitcher is on a beeline, and absolutely Ray Lewis is this guy. Yeah. Like, helmet Straight flies off. Blindside tackle. Feet go out from under. Yeah. I mean, feet come up in the air. Yeah. Bench is clear. Nothing happened. Wasn't that, a lot going on. I'm. I don't understand how they I, didn't just get on that guy and just beat the crap out I, of him. I that's the what. That's the part that when I watch the video, I wonder, did he do something prior? Did he do something prior? And if you know, like that's like the like the pitcher. You know, like his teammates been like, oh, I'm not gonna support that yeah so i'm just gonna kind of hang back here and, and i'm just... sure that's what happened with the pitcher it seemed like okay holy crap he just did that and but north central comes out of the dugout they act like they get on top of the pitcher but then you see the pitcher like walk off so it's like they like they're on top of their own yeah. guy and he houdini did stuff out of there or something it was weird it was really weird but the batter gets up goes and touches home anyway mm-hmm. but yeah if you want to ch- if you get a chance to look at that that was absolutely <laughs> nutcase yeah i mean it's, it's crazy. crazy it showed up on tmz yeah yeah his baseball career may be over but he may get a football scholarship out of it yeah that's a that's the thing some of the make stuff a good that, linebacker with that tackle boy that's a big dude too <laughs> yeah the, some of the stuff that i've been seeing talking about you know weatherford being penalized for that which sucks for them because i think they've been having a really good season yeah i know early, yeah. early on they were number one for a little bit yeah, you're in charge of every kid's actions, though, right? So, like, you got to pay some kind of consequence well, for every one of like, their actions. I think someone said on this podcast once before, if not, I dreamed about it, but, like, you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just I, the coach can't control that right there. He no. can't. But, unfortunately, it's your program. Yeah, for and sure. And it's got to fall on It's going to fall back on him regardless of that. I mean, I guess he could just tell that dude, hey, you're done. You're not right. able to play in here again. Maybe get it, you know, get in front of the eight ball. But I don't I don't know how all that works. But that was pretty wild. That was really wild. And if you I ever go to junior college games, there's some wild stuff that goes on in junior college baseball games. But I'm that's probably a first. I don't know that I've ever seen that. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things. Yes, dude. I don't think I've ever seen a pitcher just stare down somebody round in second but going the into third, he, and then just like. But the batter. This is what's throwing me <clears> off. <throat> I, again, I don't know if he bat flipped it. If he threw him the bird after he hit it like i don't know because he doesn't come around but once he comes around second headed third he never looks at the pitcher no he's looking down and i think he glances maybe to the third base coach or something and then when he turns his head around he's Boom, just he. getting waylaid by a train so it's it, i couldn't it didn't seem like he said anything but maybe he struck him out prior to the that at bat and he said who knows yeah, i don't know i don't know man but that was just but regardless you can't do that no, you can't. I mean, dude, that's uh, assuming that's not like I said, that that kind of stuff. You know, it seems it's bad for the sport, man. Like that's not that's not what the sport's about. You know, like, but be a man. You like, <laughs> there's been plenty of people give up home runs. Yeah, just yeah. be a man about it. Own yeah, it. I mean, there's another way to handle that. I, obviously, it, 
that's not it. <laughs> you know, you can just do the old fashioned and throw at the next guy or throw at him when he gets back up or mm-hmm. whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've ever seen that. Yeah. That's it's, wild, it's different, man. dude. That was I mean, wild. dude. <laughs> it was wild that it happened. And it's wild that no one else jumped in. I know they came out. That's that's what's dumbfounding to me. Like they came out of the dugout, but nobody, nobody did no, anything. No, nobody did nothing. Yeah, it's, maybe that dude's a jerk to everybody. I don't know. That's you kind know of what I was thinking. And then, you know, it wasn't like that old. <laughs> or it's like, um, hey, he may have deserved that or something. I don't know. Was it the Padres and Cardinals or Padres and Dodgers back in like the early '80s, where it was just like it was almost like a hockey match. They'd step mm. out and just, you know, how like the two guys will skate out to the middle and just yeah. start fighting. It's almost like a pitch would be thrown and like it wasn't even close to him. And he'd just charge the mound just because, yeah. let's get this over with, yeah. you know. And then that Good old Donnie Brook. Yep. Yeah. And then that guy bunting the ball so the pitcher would field it and him veering off yes. towards the pitcher's mound. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's kind of hard to, for me dude, to, to top Ruggie O'Dorm and just lay it <laughs> Dude, but have you ever seen the clip of him pretty good, and man. the miners doing the same thing? I've heard about. It. I've never seen. Yeah, it, there's a I've clip of it. it. Yeah, like he kind of doing the same thing. Like he, it's the best hit he ever had in his whole career. That's for dang sure. He didn't miss like, on that one. Guy's a no, spare dude. He, he I mean, dude. he swings and misses a lot, but not when he uses his fist. Yeah. No, apparently not. Them hands are quick. But you know, he, <laughs> they a, ain't quick enough to hit a baseball. There's a uh, clip of him. Is I don't know if it was Frisco or wherever, but I mean. He, I mean, he laid out three or four guys. They were, like, chasing him all over the field, and he'd square up, knock one out. <laughs> Next one to get close, he'd square up and knock him out. And it, was, it was wild, dude. Yeah, it's insane. But, well, well, and staying on baseball, the Rangers are 2-8. and eight. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, Wonderful. You just saw they turned a they triple just, play tonight. They, they just, turned a triple play tonight? That's what that is. And it just started. Yeah. I just saw that. Let's see if we can get a hit. Like last night, it's so weird. I watched them last night. They get beat six to two. They give up a three-run bomb, a solo shot, and a two-run bomb. Got beat six two. That'll happen when you give up three home runs. Yes, like that. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> the, the math checks out. Yeah, the Mariners got six hits. The Rangers had five. But it goes back to it that like you got to run one. It may not go over the fence, but you got to run one in the gap. And like the Rangers, don't get me wrong, the last three innings. They were squaring balls up just right at everybody. So maybe that's a good sign. But on the flip side, keep somebody in the yard. You're playing in Seattle. Like, you have to hit a bomb to get it out of there. And all three of these balls that were hit were no just front rowers. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, they unleashed yeah, them. like the ball Vladdy hit against them. Yeah. Um, what, what game was it? They were talking about a game today. It was Milwaukee and whoever Milwaukee was playing. They said the score was like – I'm going to look it up. It was like three to two, but there were like 21 or 27 strikeouts between the two. Wow. Between the two teams. Well, that's a bad day at the plate for everybody. I think the thing that frustrates me about the Rangers, man, is like you got to take advantage of these early games, dude. And you know, like I, I, I'm, I guess for me, it's I'm tired of people saying it's still early, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's still early. But like, you know what? It's early. Good, and good I, teams and come I'm out weird. early, man. They you do. don't want to so, peak. I will tell you that they do. Here's why I hold out hope. Now, if you look at the teams that I think are going to be in the running at the end, they're at the top right now. Um, but go back last year, the Braves were absolutely atrocious till after the All-Star break, and they hit a run and won the World Series. A few years ago, the Nationals were absolutely atrocious, and then after the All-Star break, they hit a run, got hot, won a World Series. So 
it happens. The only the only good I take away from the Rangers after this first ten games, even though they're two and eight, they're striking out a lot less. Mm-hmm. They're hitting the ball hard. Just haven't found a lot of holes. Um, my only deal is the pitching. Like as of the other day, their starters had thrown twenty two innings, and their relievers had thrown like thirty two innings. They're getting no starting pitching. I mean, they're going three, but they did, four. But they also didn't fix that Maybe in the five innings. And they went and got I mean, John Gray and another guy. But, I mean, they didn't. Man. We can we can just call call it a square, a square, and a circle, a circle. They didn't address the pitching. No. So. And when you spend half a million dollars on bats, you probably don't have a lot left, but, unless you're the Yankees. But Milwaukee beat Pittsburgh 4-2. to two. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh struck out 13 times. Uh Brewers struck out seven. There was 20 strikeouts in this game. Mm. Mm. 20 strikeouts and 13 hits. There you go. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. It's not a good day to be an offensive player. No. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm just, I think and for then me tomorrow they'll just... go combined for 20 hits. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how baseball goes. Yeah. Did you see the play with uh, Voight sliding into home? Yeah, I did. Do you think it was dirty? So when I initially saw it, I did think it was dirty. I thought it was dirty early. When I first, the very first time I saw it, I thought it was dirty. But then when I went back and looked at it, he may have slid a little late, but it almost looked like he was uncoordinated and like his foot got caught up underneath. And like when he shoved him, he was like catching himself when he went into him. But he did slide pretty late. It was. It's hard to tell. I mean, I've seen it but from all also, the also, you get them catchers sometimes that'll dink them dang runners, and they don't know till late when the ball's coming because them catchers just be standing there, and then they go. And it's almost like he saw it too late, tried to get down, but it's almost like his foot got caught up underneath him and he kind of went forward and shoved him in the head. Yeah. But Voight's a big dude, though. That's a big dude. God, I think, that's I think that's – That probably made it a little worse than I think so because I, I think it's just the way that his hands came mm-hmm. down. I, I agree. You know, like on top of his head. Yeah. But did you hear the interview with like Tommy Pham? Yeah, that dude wasn't happy. No, he was. He basically just said, "Hey, man, I, I know a guy here in town. Got a gym. We can we can settle it." <laughs> and he was, he was, he was not having no. it. Mm-mm. I'm, man, I love dudes like that though. Yeah. I remember a video back in the day, when Prince played for Milwaukee. He got hit, and after the game, like he went through the tunnel. And to the other side and started beating on the clubhouse door trying to get that guy that hit him like outside mm-hmm. like and like his teammates like you know coming down the tunnel trying to like he made he went from one side to the other <laughs> to the other locker room like beating on the door like trying to wow. trying to fight man like, yeah but yeah i don't i don't think it was dirty i know it came across dirty but void's a still, big dude i still think something's gonna happen oh no doubt something's <laughs> gonna happen i think something's and i think happen. that goes back to it's a catcher yeah. Pitchers are going to take up for their catcher. Well, and he's and he went to he's in seven seven day concussion concussion protocol. Bro, so something's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, someone's going to run one in, up and in. Oh yeah. Um, at some point tonight gonna miss. or tomorrow, or the next time they play them, um, something's going to happen. Um, so we'll see. No, and I I love it though. I do too. I do too. I mean, it's just the way. It's the way baseball go. It's the way baseball go. I love the old school. Steven, what do you got, buddy? For anybody that doesn't know this, (laughs) 
Stephen loves Cadbury eggs. He's just shoveling, shoveling them in there quicker than we can unwrap them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't like those things at all, so you can have them all. Minus the fact that I got reamed by you earlier <laughs> for not for not embracing Easter weekend. Okay, let's make it clear here. You were thinking about sports. You, yeah. you forgot about the other stuff. Yeah. It's the worst gotta, weekend ever. I got to tell you, dude, I grew up on Cadbury chocolate. Jesus didn't make Cadbury eggs. No, he did not. He I did mean, he not. may have. I guess he could have. All roundabout way, way he did. Roundabout way he did. So let me tell you, Cadbury cream eggs are great. Cadbury caramel eggs are also great. You got to have, like, if you're not buying 40 of them at a time, you ain't doing it right. I got 36 in the house. <laughs> well, I don't have any in my house, but if I did, you can have them. I'm not. I don't, dude, between. Yeah. That's why you're not on Logan's volleyball team. Yeah. Between, yeah. <laughs> Your dude. diet's not up to par. We, first off, shout out to, 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 to Logan for coming on, dude. Yeah. We got. Our manhood was stripped slightly. We are not tall enough, and we're not fit enough to, to play volleyball. <laughs> I tell you what, people don't people don't know this, but like, like she even said, like you sound short or something yeah. like that. Yeah. To me. I was like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 I got a real squeaky voice. <laughs> no, like, you even sound like you're vertically challenged. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, y'all, I think the correct term was, well, y'all aren't very tall. Yeah. yeah. That was great, by the but way. Yeah, what was, a great podcast. She was supposed to come on in June, June 6th, and then we had someone on Monday that couldn't make it, so I just shot in the dark, messaged me like, hey, you want to get on today? And this is like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. She's like, heck yeah, let's go. So, let's do it. Right on. And it, it worked out perfect. I think it was absolute perfect oh, she was awesome. timing. Also, was break up the baseball a little bit, break up whatever else it may be. Mm-hmm. Um just the tom no. the tomfoolery that we yes. produce each week. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she wrote her own though. Let me so tell that you, worked too. It was, uh, yeah. I, I, none of us have a career in, in, in volleyball for sure. And uh, me being the tallest one out of the three of us is not very. It's in, not saying much. <laughs> it's not saying yeah. much when you compare to a seven foot eight. I tell you what, though, eight volleyball net. Going away from volleyball for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nice transition. I shot a ninety-two. Oh, golf yes, yesterday. You, yes, you All did. All right. Hey, that's that's my highest. I know that's not a lot it's, to hang your hat on. Lo- lowest. Lowest. I mean lowest. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, lowest. The Wilson golf ball. Oh, so, it made it. Get this. Get this. <laughs> it made it. Hole to the water. Yeah. Hole eight. Okay. Yeah, hole eight, right? Yeah, yeah. it was hole, hole eight. eight. I hit this beautiful drive. Perfect. Little off the fairway, but for me, perfect. Okay. <laughs> it was, but but it's a caveat to, to perfect. Put, to put it in perspective, though, it was probably only about two yards off the fairway. Yeah, so it, so was, it was a really close. really good drive. But all I gotta do is go over the water, onto the green. That's it. Him and my brother-in-law had already done it. They hit their shots. We all just smoked the drive. They put it up on the green, not too far away. All I gotta do is come in, do the same thing, pull my head up, freaking chili dip one. <laughs> <laughs> rolls about six feet go up there again do it again oh boy <laughs> stay hot kiddo so i'm like forget it i'll just go put it on the green and put with you guys yeah i reach down grab the ball it's a wilson golf ball uh, of course it is 
Why, so why wouldn't it be? I grab it and I just throw it <laughs> and it lands in the water. I'm like, that's exactly right. So I get to the green and it's funny. And somehow we got talking about something. And I was like, that ball I just threw was a Wilson golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> so it went right where it needed to go. Dude, it was so good. I couldn't hit it there, so I just threw it in the water. So I just yep. want to thank our title sponsor, Wilson Golf Balls, <laughs> once again, for supplying Tyler's Dude. golf round. Yeah. Man, I had a, I had a really good, I think it was probably, what, uh, 10, so what, 10, 11, 12, 14. Yeah, it was 14, dude. Mm-hmm. Hit a bomb of a drive down 14. Hit a really good low Tiger Stinger five wood up there on the green. Put it for eagle. Don't beat yourself. So hey, and the eagle put, dude, that had to have been, what? 30 feet. Yeah. Like, dude, it had to have been at least 30 feet, and he just finds the bottom of the cup. I was yeah. Like, God, yeah. Dude, just it was a few more strokes on me. It was so good. And then I get to I get to the par three, man. It's playing 218 yards. From, and I, I get up a five iron. I'm thinking this is going to be perfect number. Carry the back of the green, dude. I guess I was just fired up from the previous hole, man. Yeah. I just made an eagle. You know, it gives you that extra bit. You know, it gives you an extra 10%, extra 10 yards. I, I wish. I don't know. It was crazy. But it was a good day for me. 77's not bad. 77. That's right where I need to be. And that was with oh, teaching me and my Steven. brother-in-law the whole time. Well, I was coaching the whole time, He was coaching too, the whole so. time and still shot a session. But I did. I'm hey. telling you, that is the best. Like, I I didn't lose a ton of golf balls. Mm-mm. I hit the ball straight for the most part. I, I, I faded a few, but I was able to come right back and, like, fix it. Mm-hmm. And that normally never – normally once I hit it bad, I, I just keep getting further and further away from the hole instead mm-hmm. of closer. No, it's good. And mm-hmm. on the second hole, I drive, going to hit my golf ball. They step, snake right beside me. Oh, the baby takes off. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, dude, ain't good." What kind of snake was t- it? Uh, probably was not poisonous. Oh. It looked black with some green on it. I didn't stay around long enough to examine <laughs> yeah, it. I wouldn't stay long <laughs> either. I think you what, man. That Almost. was because I didn't have my golf club with me. From then on, I would if I was over there close to some tall grass, I made sure I had my golf club with me. I got to tell you, man, it's, it is it is super nice well, though I seeing wanna... someone improve. Because that was that that was good, man. I mean, there was some I mean, pretty I, drastic. Improvement I know ninety two does not seem like great, but I'm telling you, like, well, I, it's good if you constantly shoot in the hundreds. Yeah, so better. like, I was, eight, you were eight so, strokes better. Yeah, so this, this is three. I went ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety two. So six strokes. Six better strokes than, better. Yeah. When did y'all go? Tuesday. 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 Oh yeah, I was at work. Yeah, I'm sure you were. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. Sorry. Tuesday. Our our apologies there. <laughs> Tuesday. You know? Oh, just a Tuesday. Was. I was at work. It was good. I missed pretty pretty drastic improvement, man. We started yeah. on the range. We had a good, you know, probably forty thirty, no, probably thirty minute session there too, man. Just pretty pretty drastic improvement when you're worried about topping the ball all the time. So. Yeah. Um, and wind was pretty bad. Yeah, wind was pretty strong. Yeah, the wind has been really mm-hmm. crazy here this last month or so. Yeah, man. it's been it's been cranking it, man. Dude, do you remember in college when the wind would be blowing really bad, and the sun's like bright, and the that's when coaches want to do fly ball communication. Uh, I went to I went to school in West Texas, dude. It was every dude, day. I hate <laughs> it. I hate. It. He would wait till traffic is flying down thirty. It is loud as all get out. The wind's howling. High sky, sun's beaming, fly ball communication. Oh my god, it was Dude, a freaking disaster. It's funny because, well, I mean, the last couple of days we've been hitting some some last couple of practices. We've been really winning and hitting those kids fly balls and just watching these eight nine year olds, you know, turn seventy two circles. Oh, watching them go after those fly balls because I'm I'm telling you, like I'm starting these balls, and 
just you can see the wind grab yeah. the ball yeah. and just carry it you know it, i can you can watch it just hit the wind and just start pushing back i mean but watching these kids go after I mean, i've seen kids just flat out whiff on balls like have their glove in a spot and the ball just go down like right next to it i mean mm. just yeah like even my own kid like I watched him, you know, he, he tracked it just fine. But that, that last second, I think that ball took a turn. He wasn't expecting completely missed his glove and like comes down on his thigh. But I'm also hitting like grown man fly balls. Yeah. I'm not hitting them fly balls. Like you're enough where the wind can, the, affect the wind it. can affect it. And yeah. so the fact that they're even putting gloves on it and reading it is yeah. The last time we practiced, the wind was blowing really bad and I'm left-handed. So I'm starting, I have that slice anyway. And the kids are in right field. I'm literally starting the ball on the foul line. And with my slice and the wind, it's like ending up in <laughs> in right center. And they're having to run forever. They're not even close to it because it's just. Yeah. It's fun, though. It's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Man. Well, guys, I don't have a whole lot of anything else for y'all. Unless y'all got something to tie on and add on in, minus the fact that you're making fun of me eating Cadbury Caramel and cream eggs on the podcast. Well, I just, you can I just have watched as many you, as you want. No, I just watched you shove one in each cheek. I thought, <laughs> thought the listener should know. <laughs> Hamster it on up, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, shout out to Logan, man, for being on the podcast, yeah, dude. That was, that was an was awesome good. podcast. That was awesome. That it was, was a lot of great information. Just like the rest of them. Like, that's what I tell people all the time. Like, you don't have to listen to the podcast because I'm asking you to or i'm talking about it like mm-hmm. listen because you're going to get something out of it and it doesn't matter which one you pull up just pick one yeah i mean that's the reason like that i listen to the podcast that i listen to mm-hmm. is because they have made me better and i'm in hoping with with what we're doing that somebody can gain what i've gained mm-hmm. you know from the podcast that i'm t- I'm telling you like coach sheets po- podcast like has literally changed like my life in a sense as to like how I viewed coaching and mm-hmm. what, you know, like and coach Deggs, like listening, you know, I've listened to every podcast that dude's been on. Um, you know, um, just, you know, success hotline, Brian Kane's podcast and the people that he has on there and just, you know, and th- that was our kind of, we talk about this a lot, our vision with this podcast that we could do the same for the people that listen to us. Yeah. For that, sure. That's the reason that we get the guests that we get. It's not because, you know, we're just calling up some buddies and like, Hey man, like, Hey, no, can it, you come, come how about this? We, we, we wanted to start a podcast. So, no, like we, I, I, I threw some, some haymakers out there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like me trying to, you know, me and we've landed most of them. That's I know that's what I'm great. saying. Like Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Gillum was like, you know, that was like, I was just like, there's no way this guy will get back to me. You know, like this guy's, this guy's big league, you know, like this guy, he can, you know, he's on like real syndicated like podcast. Mm-hmm. He's not going to come get on a podcast with three dudes, you know, hanging out in their garage. That dude, it messaged me right back and he was just absolutely I'll do it. You know, and that's what's crazy. Yeah. Everybody's so glad we thought about them to get them on here. And I'm like, well, why, why wouldn't we? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing is because they, they know the message that we want to get across to the people that listen to us and that they're doing the same thing that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Is that something that they might say or an idea they might have or something that, that a way that they or something, you know, maybe a drill or something they do in practice might change the complexion of a, of a coach. 
and how he views like how he does his practice or how he approaches his players and how yeah. their culture, their process, like that whole thing, man. And mm-hmm. that, that is huge. And I tell you what, this has been, it's been cool. A couple of things just in the past week. I get a text yesterday from a coach that I know. And on the scoreboard, he has seven nothing. So you remember Logan says they do that 19 to nothing deal. Yeah. We had talked about doing that seven nothing. He has his varsity out there. JV's out there. JV's up seven nothing. He's doing that drill. Oh, and it's just little stuff like that. And then, like awesome, man. this past weekend, I go back home for Easter. Well, we go in Friday to watch LK play because my nephew's playing, and we're just we were it was on the way in, so we just stopped and watched him. And Coach Baskin has me a hat in the dugout, gives it to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And get to watch them play. We get to watch him coach. Um, so it was it was pretty. That's awesome. Man. Those are two couple of cool things in the past couple of uh, actually past week past couple of days so yeah it's been pretty good but yeah just that was the whole deal behind this podcast and 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 i tell people all the time like just pick one it doesn't even matter which one just pick it um and listen to it because you're Mm going to get something out of it absolutely um you know and that kind of going back to what you're saying is like these guests that we've got on these weren't just oh let's just go see if i can get the baseball coach over here at you know you know, over, over here at Whiskeyville or, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> like, no, like we, we specifically reached out to certain people because I, we know what kind of people they are and we know what kind of message that they have. And we know that, and that could reach somebody. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That could reach somebody. And if it just reaches one person, then mm-hmm. we've done, we've done something yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Done enough. We know this kind of like Gilly talks about. He wants to reach one million people. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can reach one person with every podcast and just change the way they do something, yeah, we'll have to do that, a million podcasts. No, I'm that's kidding. that's fine. <laughs> I've got I've got time. <laughs> hopefully, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully. But no, like, and you know, it's for our listeners. Uh, we, you know, again, thank you, thank you all so much for you know hanging around with hanging around with us and your. You know, continued listen, continued support, your shares, tell your friends, tell your friends to tell their friends. Um, but, I mean, there's just the list of guests that we have that haven't even been on here yet that that we're trying to, you know, that we've made contact with that have said, absolutely, we want to do this. Like, there, there's just, there's so much greatness to come, and um, we can't wait to, you know, continue to, like, get into this, and, you know, we'll continue to get better. Um but yeah, we just we're so very grateful to have this platform and to to be able to speak with these people. And so, you know, it's truly an honor that, that some of these people, like I'll be honest with you, that that they like I said they got on with mm-hmm. us. Like, yeah. I, like some of these, I just threw like shots in the dark. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this dude's big time. You know, like not saying that they would big time me or bigly yeah, us. Yeah, but it's just but they're busy. Yes, you know, exactly. and like they, you know, they could go hop on. You know, you know Jonathan Gellner's podcast, where they could go hop on. You know Patrick Jones baseball. You know they could go do something like that, but yeah, they, they're sure. going to come hop on with us. And yeah, I'm like that's big, man. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and it's been great because everybody's been so supportive of it. Everybody's been happy to get on. It's been awesome. And just just to let everybody know, just kind of moving forward, we still have a ton of baseball coaches to come. Um, but we also, as we get into the summer, as we get closer to football, we'll have a ton of football coaches on. Um, but and then we'll, you know, have the mix in some soccer coaches and volleyball coaches and whoever. Uh, 
I mean, heck, if you want to get on, just reach out to us. I don't, I mean, yeah, chess, checkers, it don't matter. Whatever you coach mm-hmm. or play, I, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, I don't know when it's going to happen, but i got a, I got a singer-songwriter buddy coming on. He, You know, he played college baseball. But, you know, there, there'll be a little bit of a crossover, but yep. I'm, I'm very interested in talking to him, Yep. you know, and that whole process because if there's anything that I feel like is uh, akin to uh, – trying to make it into the big leagues it's probably trying to be you know be a recording artist or oh. having a song that you wrote <laughs> yeah you know be recorded by you know somebody big yeah. that that thing take off and no doubt you know um right on well guys appreciate your time yep it's been fun yep till the next time till the next See time hide, let it fly you've been listening to the win big podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love your continued support Head over to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast to subscribe and catch us on our next episode.